airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. Hey, on uh, American Family Radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we never would have made it. We made it to our Friday. I don't know why. It seems like you just caught me daydreaming, but not really. <laughs> I was just thinking about all of this stuff that's on this legal pad, and I'm like, ah, where, which, which way? I don't know which way to go. Mm. And so, in the last minute, I was hoping, I was hoping for a ram in the thicket, just like, okay, here's the clear path. This is the way that you should go, and. Um, uh, before I knew it, you were saying Aaron the Addisons, and it's like, oh, get over here. <laughs> it's like, go, it's your turn. Mm. Start talking, say something. Hey, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and um, and it's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons, the gumbo yes. show. Everything kind of goes in the pot. Um, we, we haven't really done a lighter Friday show in a long time. And uh, and that's just because there's a lot going on. Yeah, and that's kind of like lot. my safe place to go when we it's don't true. do lighter shows. But it, it, I just feel I, I feel almost sort of irresponsible <laughs> if we don't tackle some of these tough topics and yeah. take every day that we can. Like I I almost feel like, you know, I, I can't be blowing bubbles while buildings are burning <laughs> down. And, and 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 that's literal. I mean, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like that, that's really happening in our country. So anyways, uh, today, what I will do, though, is I just, there's something that I was bothered by this morning. I found myself praying and asking the Lord, um, not only to purify his church, but to purify my own heart. You know, it's so easy sometimes when we look at the things that are going on around us um, to take this position of like, you know, I'm okay. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm all right. At least that's, you know, um, but I think the, the posture of humility is always required of the believer um, not to take on ourselves, anything that's not, to be taken on, mm-hmm. but at, at the same time to be sober about, you know, the fact that we're human and that we need the Lord Jesus every day, every single day. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, which is really nice because it, it works out that he indwells us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Amen. so that daily need is met by his indwelling power. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, you don't need to go far for the power that you need to live for the glory of God. And again, this goes back to what we've been talking about off and on all week, you know, he set us up to win. He set us up to win. We don't have to continue on being defeated. So what I want to do in this first segment is I just, I have some questions or want to listen to a clip here and um, uh, topic of of discussion, even though it's gumbo Friday, (laughs) topic of discussion is the rot in our nature, the The rot rot in our nature. People are like, Oh, Mika, no Friday. (laughs) They're like, come on, don't you have any one-liners? Well, I weave those in every day. And they're like, yeah, but those aren't funny. The ones on Friday are funny. <laughs> right? That's fine. That's fine. I know how you people are. Um, no, I just, I'm just bothered. You know, my concern, my concern is for the body of Christ. And, and I don't know how to not care. Like, I, you know, I don't know how to not be bothered by some of the things that I see 
coming out of the visible church mm. in the United States of America. And um, and so anyway, this is a this is a fun day. It's a Friday. That's a Monday. All right. It's a. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, but don't. I don't yeah, I don't know how funny no. that is. Okay, well, I guess my week's over, so I'm not gonna be here. All, mean, my week's over. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> we'll just we'll just see what happens. Okay. I do want to have a bit of a recap, though. That okay. is something that I I rather enjoy. Yeah. Um, getting to hear more from our listeners. So, in the second and third segments of the show, we'll open the phone lines up. I I would give you the number. Um, but I don't want you to be holding on for that length of time. So we'll do that when we're going to the break uh, after this first segment so that you can get queued up with Jerry B mm -hmm. and talk to us about some of the topics of the week. I'll just remind you um, sort of big picture what we talked about this week and get your get your take on mm -hmm. it. We talked about woke language necessarily leading to violence. Yeah. Uh, we talked a couple times this week about the children and what's yes. going to be happening this fall. I'm so curious uh, to have you talk back to us on that. Um, what were your thoughts, you know, as you as you ponder and look at what's happening in the culture and seeing it press in on your kids? You know, how are you combating that? I would love to hear from some parents and even some grandparents who have some concerns. Um, you know, what what are the ways that you're encouraging your children with regard to your grandchildren? I'd love to hear that. And yeah. then uh, we can also talk about, you know, getting rid of symbols, <laughs> offensive symbols. <laughs> Not yeah. not going to be the favorite one that I'm going to want to talk about today. <laughs> can I just tell you? I mean, can I can I you know, if anything, right? You know, whether you like me or not, I'm you know, Miki's going to tell you the truth, right? Well, mm -hmm. do we agree all the time? No. But I'm going to tell the truth. Yes. Right? And you're going to tell the truth. Yes. Right? And and that makes it safe for all of us, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell me the truth as long as it's good. Um Anyways, yeah, that's not going to be my favorite topic of conversation. So I know the really? petty people who are going to okay. call in just want to focus on that solely and exclusively. It's a hot uh, Sherry topic. Sherry B, though. just make sure that we know. It's all a right? hot topic. I just. I mean, it's yeah, currently it is. what what is happening now. Well, all of that stuff, but you know that some some of these uh, topics, you know, garner a little more emotion, you know, than others. Yeah, I just man, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just just remember here 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 I stand. Uh just remember <laughs> you leave me no choice. I don't mean to sound like the Lorax, but you know <laughs> you you leave me no choice. Uh but to tell you what I actually think, that's why you listen uh for our commentary. Hopefully, hopefully that commentary sticks as close to the scriptures as possible. Amen. Uh not just commentary for the sake of, well, I have a brain, you know what I mean? Right. Uh but commentary that is driven by what we know to be true of God and his word. So that's what we'll try to do. Yes. Um, let the chips fall where they may. Did somebody say chips? It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's your favorite flavor of chips, Will. Just curious. Just your favorite, favorite flavor. flavor. I know you don't eat chips. If you say well, that, though. No, I wasn't going to say that. I'm, I'm trying okay. to think. Uh, All right. You know, yeah. uh, I like a lot of chips. Plantain chips. You know? <sighs> no, I mean real chips. <laughs> I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about a type of banana that's fried up. Those that's black not, bean, that's not black we, bean tortilla chips. Okay, I want Those something are great. that. Okay, With all right. Salsa. Uh. I want like of your of the chips that you ate when you were a kid. Please oh, don't tell me about your boring chip that kind of life stuff? now. Like, like Doritos. That's oh, that's so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's horrible. I mean, anything that leaves that kind of orange on your fingertips. I mean, imagine what it's doing to your insides. Actually, like, you know. Doritos, As I think really? back, I, I did. That's not true. 
I really used to like corn chips better than Doritos. Oh, I like corn chips. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember in college, um, once a week, we had Frito chili pie. Mm. That was uh, maybe not once a week, once a month. I remember that. Uh, for our weekly meal with a message. It was provided by a local yes. church that provided the meal to be able to outreach to students. Oh, so good. And this particular church always provided Frito mm-hmm. chili pie, and it, it was, was the bomb. It First was time good. I'd ever had that or heard of it in my life, but um, I became a believer. Yes. Yeah, that that's was, good. Corn that chips that are great. Good. That's did, great. Yeah. In, in school, did y'all have that uh, that square like pizza that would be on Friday? <laughs> they would give you that pizza? <laughs> Then it would give you on your tray. Yeah, but then yeah. it would give you French fries to go with it. <laughs> they were like, "Man, we gonna pour it on." Like, Carb City. They were like, "Here we go!" <laughs> In celebration of the fact that you won't make it to fifty, here is a square pizza and also fries to go yes. along. Now, crinkle cut because ours were always crinkle cut. I, I don't. I, I don't think know they were. You, ours I were think crinkle, they were crinkle and, cut and sometimes and we had square the, pizza. the 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 uh, the hot dogs too, but they were like long, like the real. Remember those the ball the, not ballpark, man. I'm, I don't you know, know why I'm thinking listen, about cafeteria food. I don't either. Because um, <laughs> you brought up Doritos it, and chips. Some and stuff. of it was That's good. Why. Yeah. Some of it was good. Yeah. And some, some of, of was, it was. Some of it was really good. Hamburgers. It was like I liked. Them. Yeah, hamburgers liked were good. Them. Some of it was like it was prepared by Knuckles from um from Paddington. <laughs> Paddington. <laughs> from Knuckles. <laughs> I never do nothing for nobody for nothing. <laughs> like it was like it was prepared by Paddington's oh chef in, in jail. I, I don't know. Um, no offense because everybody who's listening who's ever worked in the cafeteria is right now offended saying hold on baby because <laughs> every cafeteria lady I ever knew always called me baby. But that's a New Orleans thing. <laughs> right. That yeah. may not be true all yeah. around the country. True. No, a lot of people I have call to you baby you, in New Orleans. They in New have... Orleans that's a thing and, and people who come to New Orleans who meet People in like the hospitality, you know, mm-hmm. they don't initially know how to take that until they hear it a few times. At first, <laughs> when you hear somebody call you baby, you think that's like a sideways, Wait, like, hold up a second. I'm a Christian. <laughs> and they're like, well, me too, baby. <laughs> Everybody's baby in New Orleans. It does not. It doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, it does. It does, but, but it, you know. not what you think. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So there's your Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's get into something. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's get into something that is uh, a little more thought provoking. So this video came up in my news feed. There really is no way to transition to it, Will. Okay. So we just have to go in. Yeah, do sure. we have time to play this clip before we go to the break? Let's see. Yes, we do. All right. All right. So this video came up in my news feed. It was a conversation between Jackie Hill Perry, who is an author. She wrote a book, uh, Gay Girl, Good God. And uh, she's also an artist, like spoken word artist. And, and I guess you would say rapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She have an album yeah. Out. She's okay. She's really good. And, um, and you know, her testimony is incredible. The Lord bringing her out of homosexuality. At least that's what her testimony had been. Mm-hmm. But she did this interview. She was recently on Focus on the Family. She was also interviewed by Kev on stage, who mm. is sort of a Christian comedian. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, because when I was trying to get the full know. context of this interview, I was scrolling through his videos, and I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. I don't know. No, yeah. He's gone Very off the rails. I don't know. I, I feel like Corona has really messed him no, up. Like, I don't know corona. He, was it? Okay. Yes. yes. I don't know. So yeah. I'm not recommending Kev on stage. I'm not. I just, because I can't in good conscience <laughs> do that. But he calls himself a Christian. Well, he's a comedian. Who happens to be a Christian. with a hey. Christian bent. There you go. I don't know. Anyway, so he was recently uh, um, interviewing Jackie Hill Perry. And um, this is the exchange that happened between the two of them. We'll get into it real quick so that we uh, beat the break. Here we go. Temptation 
as it is expressed in being same-sex attracted may not ever change for me. I am a woman uh, who is married to a man, functionally heterosexual, love him, I like him, I enjoy him, yet at the same time, I'm still very much attracted to women, yet I love God more than what I am tempted by. And so because of that, I am willing to disregard and suppress, which the Bible tells me to do, not suppress the truth, <laughs> but suppress my sinful nature, um, because I just believe that it honors God. Because do you know how many people that have been turned off from Christianity and God and the church because they were told, if you come to God, you will be straight. So when they come to God and they see that they're still tempted, their conclusion is God is not with me. I am not saved. I am not Christian because they've equated Christianity with sinlessness. And that is not biblical. And so we actually tell people that no, coming to Jesus does mean uh, that you'll have power to flee sin, but that does not mean that you won't struggle with sin. That actually sets up realistic expectations that man, to be in the faith does mean that I will struggle, yet I have hope. I have, I have encouragement from the scriptures and from the prophets and from the Psalms and from the spirit and from the church that I can persevere if I trust God enough to do so. To me, that sounds like Bible. Hmm. Well, okay. So it does get into this. Yeah. It it sounds like Bible, right? right. Like it, it sounds like Bible and there's just enough truth there to obscure what I think is confusing and bothered me. And and this morning I was just, man, I, I couldn't shake it. You know, I was talking to you about it early this morning. Like I just, there's just something about um, what she was expressing that goes beyond what I think we actually see in the scriptures. It is not the struggling. Okay. It is not the struggling, mm-hmm. um, but it is the, the, the idea. And, and I actually, I went to uh, watch another interview that she did with Jim Daly focused on the family because I want to make sure that we paint an accurate picture here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my concern is that you say to people, you come to Christ, and it's sort of like a delusion to think that if you have struggled with homosexuality, that you can be straight, right? Like, to say that that's not true, I almost get the picture of football players zigzagging back and forth through those cones, mm-hmm. where it's like to, you know, strengthen their agility and things like Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not 100% trekking with that. Hmm. And so I want to have a conversation around that just a little okay. bit, and then we'll see what we can do about um, getting into the phones uh, on this wonderful Friday here. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Come on. I told them I would never back down. Uh-huh. So I'm out here giving the gospel. Yeah, I told him I would never back down. So I'm out here giving the gospel. Giving the gospel. I told him I would never back down. We're gonna talk a little bit. So I'm out here giving the gospel. Said a couple things straight, you know what I mean? Never back down. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition, which I mean I don't know what that means. So hey, it's the Gumbo <laughs> Show. Everything goes in the pot. I I this morning um was just kind of bothered. And, um, and you know, so I'm putting in the pot this, all right, this topic. Probably should have given a disclaimer. I apologize if, if you were listening and I didn't prepare you that we were going to have this type of heavy topic here. But uh, my concern is that the church is sort of losing, 
um, her distinction in in the world and in our culture, American culture, for sure, that the visible church seems to be going in a direction that I think is unrecognizable to the early church, uh, certainly the first century church. Hmm. And I wonder if we have created a type of gospel that is just palatable enough to where people like it, um, but they're not truly changed by it, you know, mm. and that's that's what I wonder. And again, and, and as a backdrop here, we're talking about um, this interview that Jackie Hill Perry did with Kev on stage um, and talking about whether or not a person who is um, attracted to a, a person of the same sex is can be delivered from that. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like a churchy term, um, but what, what you say no. set free? I say delivered. Okay, you know, I mean, <laughs> can truly come out of that life. Yeah. Um, the Bible uses language that seems to point to the fact that we can. Amen. But before I go on with it, Will, I want to mm-hmm. just get your take on this because yeah. I, I threw this out to you. I said, because the last thing I want to do is be self-righteous right. or be, you know, I, I don't want to misread or misjudge what our sister is saying. Right. I want to be empathetic. I want to understand. But it sounds a little revoicey to me. Mm. It sounds like um, mm. gay celibate Christian type of communication to say to a person that you think you come to Christ, that if you're homosexual, that, that it's going to make, or that he is going to make you straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that there is sort of a um, identity that is carved out for sin. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm grieved by that. Your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so this topic was brought up to me by a brother, um, and he was sharing with me, you know, um, what she had said, but, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't hear the clip. So I, you know, based upon what he was telling me, I gave him my opinion about what sure. I thought. Um, but hearing this and some of the like same sex, sex attracted, you know, that just that language and certain things, you mm-hmm. know, I, I stand on that. Hey, you you are going to be tempted. There's going to be temptations, you know, and that we have the power through to God to uh, not submit to our temptations, to our flesh. And she did say that, you know, mm-hmm. now if you are still putting your identity in that sin, that's a different uh, situation. Yes. But if you're saying that, hey, you know, I, I struggle with this or I have these things that come up and, I, and I'm tempted, you know, I think we all have temptations and we all have mm-hmm. things that uh, come up and we have to like fight. And call upon the Lord to help us, you know, mm-hmm. but I agree. putting the identity in certain things or saying that, you know, uh, I am st- still this. I think that goes against the scripture, you know, and so I I would be that's where I would make draw the line because, you know, we are a new creation. If we are in yes. Christ, you know, those old things are passed, uh, have passed away, not that we won't be tempted again, mm-hmm. you know, in si- certain situations, but that's not our identity identity anymore. And I think that's the sticking point. And and I feel like that is almost what has sort of like pervaded the church these days that we are no longer looking to be truly set free. Mm. We're just looking to have like sin that is sort of workable, like almost like like a pet, well, that you can keep on a leash. Mm. Um it's, some, <laughs> it's something that won't attack us, mm. but that we can still have it. And and but now Admittedly, you look at what's going on in the church, mm-hmm. and this is not the same, I think, across the board. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we don't sort of step out in the middle of the road and say stop, then where we ultimately go is that there are more pet sins 
that yeah. get to just kind of come along come and, right and we in. start to normalize that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so my concern with what I heard coming from Jackie Hill Perry, and again, I went and watched another interview that she did uh, at the end of last month with Focus on the Family because I, I want desperately to have the proper context mm-hmm. and I don't want to misrepresent her. We don't right. need to be unnecessarily injuring people. Um, but there seems to be this suggestion coming from her. And, and I heard it again in um, this communication, this interview that she did with Focus on the Family. Mm-hmm. She uses terms like when I was actively a lesbian. Hmm. So I say, I say, well, well, you know, when I when I watch that, I go, so what, so, so what do you mean? <laughs> when you say that So when you were actively a lesbian, so you are. Is that to suggest that you are a lesbian but not just sinning, choosing but, but not, not to act yeah, on it? Act on it. Yeah. And if That's that is true, and I want to be very generous, mm-hmm. if that is true, then my question is with what else that a person would be bound by? Mm-hmm. My question is what else would we make that sort of exception? For so, mm. for example, and and let me caution you: if you have little kids listening, this is not this is not the time, right? I probably I should have given a stronger disclaimer here, but I just really want us thinking about this. If a person says, if a person comes into um, a local assembly, and you know they are repentant, they are contrite about their sin, um, they have had an encounter with Jesus, and they are saved. All right, they have confessed their sin, they have turned from their sin okay mm-hmm. and um they have found the salvation that is available to all of us in jesus christ mm-hmm. and then that person says but now i want you to understand i am a child molester mm. no that is who i am yeah see no. do we say do we say listen biblical. we need to carve out space for you to be how you identify. And that's the type of language that she uses in this interview with Jim Daly. She says, you know, however people choose to identify, whatever those identities are. And then she makes the shift to speaking about um, struggles that we have Mm -hmm. struggling with sin and Mm -hmm. identifying with sin are Mm -hmm. two totally different things. And there is a sleight of hand that happens that I'm concerned is kind of is spreading in the church. Mm. There, there were just these pockets of people who were, you know, pushing this narrative that this is who you are. This is who you are. And this is who you will always be. There was a small pocket of people pushing that. Um, they would have all coalesced around Revoice, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, at the time that we're talking about this, we're saying, no. I mean, however small this minority of people are who are saying that we need to carve out space for people to protect their identities but choose not to act on that. Mm. Um, <laughs> we're saying, no, you mm-hmm. can be born again. Amen. You you can live in the newness of life that is promised to us in Christ. And I'm I'm wondering, and I am so sincere right now. Like I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm wondering if the visible church in the United States of America would be recognizable to say like members of the church in Corinth. All right. And and, and let, let's let's think about this for a second, because mm-hmm. you have the Apostle Paul who um, was in Corinth for like a year and a half. Right. He was he was on during his second missionary journey. He went to Corinth 
and he was there for a year and a half. And if you if people do some research on Corinth, which, by the way, I encourage like when you read the Bible, man, you know, you're don't cheat yourself by just just reading through, which is okay. We should all be reading the Bible. But, you know, we tell our kids, ask questions of the scriptures as you go through. It's like, okay, so so. You know, you're reading the book of Corinthians. So ask questions like, so, okay, so what's Corinth like? What are the people like? Like, you know, mm-hmm. wonder why Paul's response, and because that's what First and Second Corinthians, those letters are responses. Pa- right. Paul is dealing with problems that have come to his attention right. in First and Second Corinthians, okay? So when you read the, the um, you read his response, your question should be, man, so these people were wild. What exactly were they like, right? <laughs> and so when you do some research, you understand that Corinth was like a sensory, sensual epicenter in Greece. Corinth was like the place where you went to do everything you wanted to do, mm-hmm. all right? And, and, and everybody accepted this. Everybody lived this way. In fact, in the first century church, if it were to be said of you that you are living like a Corinthian, <gasps> everyone understood what that meant because the lifestyle was pagan. The existence was pagan. Anything and everything went, right? And so you have the Corinthian church who is actually adopting these pagan ways since coming to Christ, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So Paul has got this. Essentially, what he writes are these two "I'm a deal with it" letters. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, okay, we got to we got to deal with this. And why does he have to deal with this? Because members of Chloe's household. Remember how First Corinthians starts off. <laughs> members of Chloe's household are like, uh, dear Paul, <laughs> since last you were here, and there's about a three year span before he writes this first letter. He's in Ephesus when he writes this first letter to the Corinthians, right? And and there's about a three-year span. So he was with them for a year and a half. Three years, he's off the scene. Mm-hmm. And and then in that time, I mean, I don't know. It's like the glue started to kind of come off. And and so <laughs> so Chloe's like, hey, Paul, um, <laughs> you know, members of Chloe's household, let's say what the Bible says, you know. But, but, but they're like, there's confusion here in the church, yeah. and we need you to address it. And 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians are, are all but exclusively devoted to addressing these problems. What are the types of problems that they are having in this church where they're having problems over divisions? Apollos, right, who's been taught yeah. more excellently. He goes to Corinth, and, and there he goes. He's using his gift, and now people are like, oh, we follow Apollos, right? <laughs> we, we follow Peter. We follow Paul. And, and Paul is like, who's any of them? Like Christ. That's, so they've got divisions. They've got immorality. They're suing one another as Christians. Mm-hmm. All right. There's marital confusion. There's a question of Christian conscience. Can we eat meat, sacrifice to idols? So this gives you a picture of the culture of Corinth, right? That these people are wild. Yeah. They're wild. And so when you read that, you don't read it in the context of like, oh, this is written to the good church. <laughs> and they're talking about the pagans outside of the world, outside in the world. No, Paul is like... Paul is like um, Paul Washer, okay? He's like, I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you, right? The letter goes to the church because it's addressing what is happening in the church. And why is that important? It's important because we don't just look at this stuff and say, well, it doesn't apply to me. That doesn't, that's just them out in the world living like that, living like a Corinthian, because that's what Corinthians are doing. No, this is happening among the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul is talking about 
a a son having his father's wife. He's he's saying, look, this is the type of behavior that doesn't even happen among the non-professing Christians who are just Corinthians. And you guys are boasting about it. Right. But then you get down. And of course, as you're continuing to read this letter where he addresses, he goes through lawsuits uh, against (laughs) believers that Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be doing this. And then he 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 says he says, um, and this is first Corinthians chapter six. And, and the setup for this is also very important, right? Because if you just come at it from a place of like, you know, looking at the world and separating yourself from it and not thinking of yourself as a Christian that is reflected in these scriptures, like this is you, right? Th- th- this, these are the things that you need to focus on in your life, which is why when I see this video and I'm praying about this, man, by God's grace. And I'm so grateful for the work of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. My prayer is, Lord, I don't want any pet sins in my life. Mm. I, mm. I may not have these glaring things. You understand what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, and this and that. But Lord, I don't want pride to be present in my life where I nurture it to a place where I walk it down the street. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so some of us have these big pet sins that people see and they get on the other side of the street. It's like, imagine the big dog, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But then others mm-hmm. of us, we have these little sins that are just, they carry them in a purse. And people are all like, no, that's okay. No, Christ died for all of that. Yeah. That none of that would be present among us. And so look at what Paul says to the Corinthians. And imagine this type of decadent society. This is something I I think, Will, you and I understand this growing up in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. where it's it's pretty decadent (laughs) in our city. Like it's, 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 uh, you know, it's pretty decadent. Let me just say it that way, right? Yeah. So imagine that this stuff starts infiltrating the church and Paul has got to respond to this. And not only is it infiltrating the church either by bad teaching or just people kind of reverting back to those old pagan ways or whatever. I don't know. But Paul is like, hold on a second. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11. And such were some of you. Mm. Man, this past <laughs> tense here tells me that there is a deliverance. Yep. There is a setting free That is possible. And he goes on. He says, and such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified and you were set apart. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So Paul is saying you don't have to live according to what your previous ways were. Mm -hmm. But now in the United States of America, we have created a type of Christianity where if you like your sin, you can keep it. <laughs> if your sin is just all right with you. Now, again, I understand we're, when we talk about temptation and we talk about this is like Romans 7, where Paul is like, the things I don't want to do, these are the things I keep doing, the things that I want to do, these are things I'm not doing. Like, oh, wretched man, you know, who's going to deliver me, right? But Jesus Christ, thanks be to God, right? He gives us the victory. But at the same time, this is not our identity and we don't do That's this right. with anything else that is a struggle That's right. that we know that comes against us as believers but somehow we have normalized this particular rebellion against God and set up space for it to excuse the word flourish mm-hmm. 
All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. I want to leave, but I got to wait. This world sleep, but I'm wide awake. Living here screwed up, I'm out of my mind. Living in the future, Marty McFly. I'm at home already. Back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It is the Friday edition, but also the topic is the rot in our nature. And if mm. I could just use that as sort of like an umbrella uh, topic to to encompass everything that we've talked about this week, symbols and their removal um, and insignia changes, uh, children this fall and concerns there and then woke language necessarily leading to violence. And, and I'm trying to be as gracious as I know to be to our sister Jackie Hill Perry. I'm grateful for the transformation that has happened in her life. I'm just trying to put in proper context any conversation that we would have, um, which, by the way, let me give the phone number so that we can get phones, uh, phone lines queued up. 888-589-8840. Uh, Sherry B. is over in Studio CC, and she'll get you queued up so you can talk back to us. 888-589-8840. Um, by the way, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and as we live as kings with uh, already but not yet. So um, Jackie Hill Perry has been a blessing to the body of Christ. I, I just, you know... We can become so enamored with people that we just let things just sort of go and we just don't say anything because it's like, well, we go on on track record. And I think you do want to take into consideration track record, but you also want to listen to what a person is saying. I can't think of anything else um, that would be something that ensnares us as sin that we would make provisions for and say, excuse me, you get to bring that with you as your identity in church. If, if If a man who is laboring among us in the church says, um, yes, look, I'm married. I have children, um, but I am still attracted to children. I am still Mm. drawn to children and that's who I am. And that is immutable. Like that can't change. Um, I just, I just don't know that people would (laughs) be like, well, okay. You know, like that would be, that would be something that has to be uh, addressed for real. (laughs) Right. So, yes. so w- what do the scriptures teach us if they don't teach us about being set free? You were saying last night, mm-hmm. so we gathered for corporate prayer at our local assembly. We do this every week. Mm-hmm. And you started off by reminding us of the type of, you know, changes that Christians make in any culture. You remember yes. this, right? Yes. And and you were talking about how in Ephesus, Paul in Ephesus, he mm-hmm. was so upsetting the Ephesians that uh, they gathered for two hours and they were like, hold on a second. He's saying that God's made with hands are not God's, which mm-hmm. trips our kids out. <laughs> our kids are like, wait a minute. They said he said God's made with hands are no God's <laughs> like that should tell them that that's ridiculous. that they have a problem with that. Right. <laughs> and so. So but then what happens is that these people come and ultimately start divulging and handing over all of their practices and their books and all of these things that they're involved in because Christ has entered their life. Right. So why can't they just keep the books and say, well, I'm not going to refer to them. I'm just going to, you know, right. I'm, I mean, I'll well, have they, them, but I won't refer them. to them. <laughs> like, why are they doing this? Right. Because something has radically shifted in their life. And I just refuse to because, you know, where we live and, and we're so intellectual now, I just refuse to make less of the power of the cross of Jesus Christ so that other people can be comfortable around me. I believe that Jesus Christ transforms lives. Mm-hmm. And I believe that whatever you once were, When you come to Christ, you can be transformed. This is not to say 
that you don't have struggles or that the enemy doesn't come back at, at a more opportune time to mm-hmm. tempt us. Mm-hmm. But to carve out space where we say, no, this is just who I am and I'm also a Christian, um, identifying with sin, I don't see that in the scriptures. No, no, I just I don't see it. Don't and see and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it be there. You know, to go right. with with what my contemporaries are saying in modern context. I, I I don't see it. So anyway. All right. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Kevin in Arkansas. Hi, Kevin. Hey there, Will. How you Nikki? doing? All right. We got we to gotta spend a weekend together sometime. In Arkansas. Uh, I'm, the first thing is uh, St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. When he used to be a womanizer, and then he met the uh, lady of the night, and he said, I'm no longer that person. Mm. But then there's the uh, 12-step program that says, you know, once you're an alcoholic, Mm. you're always an alcoholic. But I have heard of people saying they have been delivered. Mm -hmm. So those are just two things, and I'm deaf, so I can't really hear you, so... I'm going to hang up and go back to my transcribe. Thank you. Bye. All right, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, thank Kevin. You, Kevin. Thank you so much for calling and We appreciate it. No, I think that uh, Augustine is probably one of those examples that we can turn to. I mean, his mother, Monica, prayed for him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and actually died before he was converted, but died praying for the salvation of her son. If I remember correctly, she died before he was converted. But yeah, man, he was a womanizer. I mean, he was like he was living decadently, like he was loving life. And the Lord convicted him. And there was a 180 turn from that sin. And again, this is something that is not unique. This would be what characterized the early church. Yeah. And and this is what I think we continue to fight for the integrity of of the scripture. So thank you so much for calling in, Kevin. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I will say this. Um if and, and, and I'll be very careful here. I have long had a problem with uh, people identifying Christians identifying with the sin that they have prayed for the Lord to set them free from. Mm-hmm. I don't see in the scriptures where there are mantras that we recite where we say, hello, I am so and so and I am this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that is vile or something that we hate, something that we loathe. So I will be very careful here. I know that there are different people who have gone through um, different programs and there are different techniques that are used. I always recommend that people get sound biblical counseling Amen. to walk through any problem that they have. It's not just mantras. It's it's not just saying what someone tells you you should say about yourself, but it it really is who did Christ die for, <laughs> mm. you know, and, and what did he die to secure for us? And, and better still, uh, he resurrected to secure that for us. So Amen. anyway, thank you so much for calling, Kevin. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Keith in Michigan. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, One thing that I also want to point out and encourage as many parents as possible is look at homeschooling. I know you homeschool. I homeschool. It's the best thing possible. Uh, And, Miki, you are a force of nature. Uh, I hate to be one of your kids because you can't get away with anything. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, There's... Um, one thing I want to talk about is the corruption and how it's seeping into the church. Now, I have a personal experience. Actually, my wife has a personal experience in dealing with that. And um, an anecdotal, she was talking to some people on Facebook, 
in a, in a community group. There is a person who has been known to be homeschooling Christian person saying, hey, we're, my daughter is now homosexual and giving support to her. Mm-hmm. And my wife brought it up as saying, there's, a, there's an issue with that. And another person brought up with that of saying, there's an issue, a gentleman talking about how, why are we celebrating the sin? of this person and giving the support. And they started attacking him, and my wife commented as saying, he's not pointing out her, she's pointing out, or he's pointing out, why are we celebrating the, the, the sin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are Christians here, why mm-hmm. are we doing that? And it came to my mind is that we forgot, what is Romans 12 too? Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. be conformed to this world. No longer this pattern of this world, transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. that you can test and improve what God's will is, mm-hmm. good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, and that is something that we, as a church, as Christian believers, I think that's what we're forgetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continuing to renew our mind mm-hmm. and turn away from the sin. So following up on that homosexual thing, people are supporting it, and it's like we're forgetting what is it that Christ died for us? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you Great so point. much, Keith. I appreciate you calling in. I mean, that's that is where we are because it's become something that is socially acceptable. And, and so for us as Christians to go back to the word of God, <clears throat> excuse me, the question that is that is asked of us is when are you guys going to get with the times? <laughs> well, if if getting with the times means that we deny orthodoxy, that we deny what has been handed down to us because we haven't created this gospel. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't, this didn't start with us. This is what has been handed down to us. Right. right? And so we don't have the authority to change it. Now this again is not a substitute for compassion and for love, but, but remember even love and compassion have been redefined in 21st century (laughs) America. Love means you lie. Mm. Love means you lie today. And I'm unwilling to do that. I'm unwilling to, by my omission, sentence someone to an eternity separated from the God who loves them and call that love. That is not love. Yeah. When you love people, you tell them hard truths. That's that's bottom bottom line yeah. there. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Jerry Memphis. Hey, Jerry. Hello, Will and Miki. <laughs> good, good, hey, good. Jerry. Man, I got to Friday this place up, man. It's kind of hard. It's kind of kind of dark and hard here. <laughs> I almost told Sherry B, skip a Jerry. If you get to a Jerry, skip him. He wants to <laughs> oh, I'm I just kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I knew you were going to skip me. Hey, all right. So I got some good news for you. Okay. First, okay. now y'all know I'm a little bit of a community and conference organizer like uh, President Obama, and I am organizing. <laughs> Not exactly. But I, go I, ahead. I'm I'm organizing my first one of a kind protest. And you and all of your listeners are invited. And it's going to be on your street, so we've got to start doing some planning. So this is going to be exciting. Now, okay. I also have some bad – Also, yeah, you, you can go ahead and start getting ready. <laughs> um, now, there's some bad news that goes with this good news, but it's going to end with good news. Okay. Now, you all know that I am always encouraging the church to have a, you know, to have a little smaller political fr- footprint so we can have a bigger discipleship footprint. Mm-hmm. So we can make disciples, grow disciples, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have recently come to the conclusion that I'm kind of, 
I need to find some people I can join with who are like-minded, right? Mm-hmm. So I wondered, who is, who is kind of on the same page with me on this politics versus discipleship thing? Now, early this week, y'all were talking about getting back to the basics, and this thought occurred to me. There is one group who does not need to get back to the basics, and why not? Because they never left the basics. Can y'all guess who that is? Who? Right. It's the Amish. Ah. The Amish never left the basics. <laughs> so I'm thinking, here we go. Bear with me. I know it sounds crazy. They would be perfect for my family to join, except for all that farming and all that stuff. <laughs> so, Jerry, I can't. Go ahead. I have a couple of things going for me here. I've got a big beard. So I can just show up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blend right in, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. And number two, since the virus hit, I put a few pieces of Ikea furniture together, so I'm pretty good with the woodwork. <laughs> so this is looking like a great fit for us. Okay. So I was getting ready to sell my—I'm I'm, going to sell my house, my cars. I'm going to move my family to Pennsylvania and buy a horse and carriage and all that, uh, the new clothes. But then disaster struck. Mm. A brother in Christ— who I greatly admire, dished mm-hmm. out the worst insult I have ever received. Now, brace yourself. Okay. This is safe for the family, but it's harsh biblical language. He told me I looked like a Pharisee. <laughs> uh, ooh, Pharisee. Ooh. All right, Mickey. Somebody near okay. you might be squirming right now. Okay. <laughs> That's me. That person near me squirming is me. I don't know because I, 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 I don't know. He's talking that, about that me. That is some harsh biblical, that, that's harsh <laughs> biblical trash talk right there. You know the apostles, when they got mad at each other, they'd say, hey, you look like Caiaphas or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not suggesting, I would, I'm, I, I, because I don't, you don't think that we're suggesting that we have to retreat from culture, are you? Do you think that, Jerry? Uh, you don't, uh, no, just bear with me here. Uh, so I only I got so four minutes of bearing, upset. Jerry. I'm sorry, I, only, I got go fast. I was, okay. I was so triggered and upset, and I That's cut true. my beard off because I didn't want to look like a Pharisee anymore. But then I didn't look like oh. a Amish person anymore either. Oh. Now my dreams are my dreams well. are crushed. So what am I going to do? So now there's no hard feelings um, toward who did this. I've gotten over it. I already broke break down a couple of times a day now. Mm-hmm. But we are going to have a protest like never held before. Now get ready for this. The protest name is Justice for Jerry. And what are we supposed to wear? We're not going to wear those black outfits and masks. We're going to be wearing what I call Amish casual. So you're going to have a bunch of people wearing Amish clothes show up to your house, and we're not going to be tearing stuff down and and setting things on fire. We're going to build a barn in your backyard. I feel like Jerry. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I, what's that? There's another and, caller. And, okay. And, he, and he's talking about me. Calling you called him said, a Pharisee? Well, he had this picture that he posted on Facebook, and the guy looked like him. I was like, man, it looks like this this person can be kin to you. And he, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I he, got it. Now, um, I just want to apologize to any of our Amish listeners who were offended by Jerry's <laughs> jokes because, you know, now everybody in their various communities can be triggered by anything that is said, which can sometimes be legitimate. And so I just want to make, make that very clear. But they're probably Let's not listening to, to the radio. All right. Um, let's, let's try let's, to squeeze in one more. Let's call. go to Jim in Texas. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Tell, tell Jerry, even though even though he's country, doctrinally he's Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Okay. I think you just told him. Jim. Anyway, what, what I was going to tell you, the answer to to all of her problems. The one that we're talking to and helping today mm-hmm. can be found in the book of Romans, 
chapter 7, verses 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. Through 8 mm-hmm. 1. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, I, I agree with you, Jim. Thank you so much. The, these things that we struggle with that we don't want to be doing, that we find ourselves doing. Um, all right. I think we're out of time for today. Um, Jerry, you owe us four minutes. I don't know how you <laughs> give us that back, but we can't get it. All right. Until Monday, back. until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.